Welcome back to the Let's Have a Humanity Talk podcast, where we discuss everything from sexual health to societal issues and overall wellness. Today, we're going to talk about feminism and toxic masculinity. The reason why we wanted to talk about these two topics in the same episode is because a lot of people don't realize how they are closely related. As a matter of fact, many feel like the concept of toxic masculinity is a myth and that feminists are just here to ruin men's lives. So today we are going to be doing a little bit of educating on these two great heated topics. Um, and first of all, we want to start with a bit of history. Feminism has always existed because for the longest time across the history of society, women did not have the same rights as men. So it all basically began as a fight against misogyny. Now, what is misogyny? Well, to define misogyny from the Merriam-Webster dictionary, um, misogyny it is hatred of aversion to or prejudice against women. Think about it like this. Someone doesn't really label themselves as misogynistic. They don't see each other as misogynistic, but over the years, I think once you're raised, it's developed structurally. So for example, examples of misogyny could be as like, for example, me in, in the workplace being interrupted or not heard. You could say a topic and someone would just automatically interrupt you or maybe being a woman you're more dramatic or you're the more emotional sex obviously that is not really true but and also being emotional is not wrong or a bad trait so yeah for sure and what what we think is the thought process behind misogynists under these kind of scenarios is that you know women uh what women have to say does not matter that their knowledge or opinions are not valid or valuable and so everything that is related solely to the woman tends to be turned into a negative trait so misogyny reinforces the patriarchy and i know we've heard a ton of the patriarchy lately it is um the social system in which men hold power over women um the belief that men go above women they make the decisions are the only leaders and capable beings so why is feminism still important to women it's important to women because of things such as like the wage gap where women are actually paid less than men because of uh, sexual assault and harassment the me too movement um, it's clear that women's voices are still diminished by society including the higher authorities and also by the societal expectation that women should always fill certain roles regardless of their opinion of those roles or regardless of who they are as people i think over history women had designated roles which is the caregiver and just being a homemaker and the men going out and making money but over the years obviously with feminism women were allowed to do more things even in like the 50s and 60s they weren't even allowed to get a credit card or have a bank account without somebody else approving it i think we've come a long way in those um regards so here we also want to introduce the concept of toxic masculinity 
which the definition of toxic masculinity it refers to the unrealistic expectations that society has for men based on stereotypes regardless of who these individuals are intrinsically and some examples of these some main examples that we still um here nowadays is the saying that men that boys can't cry and this leads to men repressing their emotions which in the long term results in poor mental health and men's mental health matters all the way another one is that men don't ask for help and this one leaves men thinking that they are not deserving of support and so they are less likely to seek help from their loved ones or seek professional help when necessary I think an example of that could be men don't really have um, resources for domestic violence um, facilities because they see as, oh, men can handle that. Men just have to leave or they can defend themselves. But it's it's way more than that. It's literally from, um, I guess, from your upbringing where it's like you fall and you hurt yourself and then it's like, oh, be a man. It's just a little cut. You don't have to cry over those things. I think it just starts off from that. Yeah, and I think even girls um, kind of receive the same message like, oh, don't cry, you're going to be okay. However, uh, there are still differences to how they're treated under the same uh, scenario. So, you know, um, they ask like, oh, what happened to the little girl? Are you okay? Like, do you need to take a break? And men it's just like, you know, keep playing, you're fine. And they yeah, wipe it off. They don't really get the the hugs and kisses that, that kind of exactly. girls do. Yes. And also, um, another example that men are the sole breadwinners, and I think that puts a lot of financial pressure on just men, and especially on like in this era and this in this economy. And it's unfair considering nowadays women are also um, able to go to work and be at home and make actually could make more of the money, depending depending on the circumstances, and. It's all about being realistic, fair, and thinking that it's a team instead of just, this is your role, this is my role, I'm going to keep it that way. For sure. And I think this is the the perfect timing for me to bring in um, a situation that I had on my um, social media account. So I recently posted a picture of myself wearing a shirt by artist uh, Planet Prudence that said feminism is all inclusive. And I had this gentleman start a debate with me on the comment section, which is great, by the way, because I rarely get that engagement. However, I want to mention some of the claims that he made trying to invalidate feminism. And as I would like you to like pitch in and tell me what you think about these. So the first thing he said is that how can feminism be all-inclusive when it is called feminism? And he made sure to um, capitalize the He just capitalized it like it was like a big deal, like he was making a point. Mm -hmm. But we know what the word means. And I think that is just because it says femme doesn't mean that it takes away the entire movement just from the word um yeah I I think you mentioned it where everyone has a feminine side and it it doesn't have to say male maleanism like I don't really understand it's just femme it's just a word and yeah it's not womanism for sure right yeah even then it's just (laughs) feminism he I don't know why he had to just thank you for the 
for the interaction and making our oh yeah our podcast higher and your account higher oh yeah getting more interaction i did tell him i was very uh grateful so the next claim that he said um, name a time in history where people were not aware of feminine issues men have embraced their feminine side forever we just don't dwell in it the way too many of you would like us to because we shouldn't okay well uh, many of you it's kind of like who's we who's you but it's because we shouldn't that it's like that is literally the topic of why we're saying this right now the reason why we're saying this right now because we shouldn't why that's the reason why shouldn't we embrace our feminine side yeah i think he contradicted himself right there when he added that last part of like men have always embraced their feminine side but we don't dwell in it like that much because we shouldn't the fact that he added that right there like explains why feminism is a thing and a very relevant movement right exactly the other thing that he said was we don't hear men telling women to embrace their masculinity well obviously not because literally throughout time the longest time people don't want women to have their own voice to bring out their leadership to have a choice to make decisions because it's hard to imagine going in an interview and thinking hey someone has the same resume as me and I will not be picked I will just be kind of it's completing the quota oh because you hire all men but I'm the woman because I you know what I mean how I complete the the quota of oh that means I'm not discriminating in my company you know yeah yeah and so obviously you know um these are like masculine traits are considered to be like leadership and um you know being assertive those are all considered to be masculine traits and you know that gives you power we're still demonized we're still demonized by doing that we're considered as um bossy if we're more assertive you know there is so much double standard when it comes to this, like women being assertive are being like rude or whatever. And then when men are, it's like he knows what he wants, right? Like yeah. this just repeats itself in so many scenarios, the double standards. Yeah, if you want to hear about more double standards, look at our episode of Double Standards. <laughs> For sure. Um, so the next thing he said was, you say they are characteristics we all have. And he's referring to the feminine traits. And then he went on and said, I hope you stand on this for people that claim non-binary and androgyny. And like, of course, we stand for people who identify somewhere within or outside of the gender uh, spectrum. But feminine and masculine traits are characteristics that we all have regardless of our sex. For instance, men can also be nurturing individuals. Women can still be leaders. Men can express their emotions in a healthy manner and be valid. And women should be encouraged to be assertive. And I think even then it's like masculine and feminine traits. And I think it's like, like you said, nurturing or um, being more assertive. I think those are just human traits. It's not only just feminine and masculine having to have a label on it. It's just your personality. You have that trait. It shouldn't be, oh, you're more masculine or you're feminine. It's just me. That's just yeah, how I am. 
they're definitely just human traits the thing is we've always wanted to categorize put everything in a box and so we separate by doing that and we have the masculine and the feminine um traits and you know at this point the feminine the you know feminism movement is about like reaching a balance at least and having people like you know a woman can be the most feminine she can she wants to be as long as it's her choice and a man can be as masculine as he wants to be as long as it's his choice and not based on expectations that are put upon him um, exactly or you're putting on other people like yeah you're pushing those traits on others right and the last thing he you know many many claims that he just kept throwing my way but the last one i want to bring up is he said we should celebrate masculinity just as much by the way masculinity was the one thing that was celebrated the only thing that was celebrated for the longest time now the other part of the claim was why doesn't test why doesn't testicular and prostate cancer get the same support as breast cancer if it's really about issues we all face? And I actually brought out the stats for him in this case. Testicular cancer, there are less than 20,000 cases a year in the US. And there is about 400 yearly deaths from this type of cancer. For breast cancer, there are more than 200,000 cases a year. And it's the second leading cause of cancer death in women. So I don't think we have to be geniuses to understand why breast cancer is talked about more nowadays than testicular or prostate prostate cancer. Google is free, my dude. Google's free. <laughs> yes. And literally nowadays feminism goes beyond just the rights of women, like to just defray from what he said. It's not literally just about them it's about everybody that's why you posted that saying it's all inclusive yeah so it may have started as a fight against misogyny and whatnot but nowadays it's evolved to go beyond women and involve everyone feminism is all inclusive because it takes into account intersectionality it seeks equality for everyone regardless and in consideration of their sex and gender expression sexual orientation and preferences, disabilities, whether they are physical or mental, socioeconomic status, religious practices, race and ethnicity, and all other dimensions that makes a person. So feminism is all-inclusive because as a person, your rights must be protected. And all you have to be is a human in order to have all these rights assigned to you, no exceptions. And these conversations should start at home when we are little. And if you're an adult, you have the chance to promote equality by teaching your little ones and teaching yourself as well, exposing yourself to um, these concepts and understanding a little bit of what's really going on in the world and what the struggles of everyone are. And teachers also have to be educated because little kids like are in school all the time and teachers must be educated on topics such as these and and to teach vulnerability it all starts in the home and there's even books there's even little little cute books I wish I could mention them but there's so many all-inclusive um books that can be taught at home and in school nowadays you know um we have a lot of writers um publishing books about feminism, equality, inclusion, diversity. And these are all books that should 
be included at home and at school so that we can really start to build a better world for everyone. So just a little last message, be vulnerable and be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Thank you and see you on the next episode of Let's Have the Humanity Talk podcast with Jess and Natalia.